Hi everyone, happy Friday. As you can probably tell by the title of this episode, uh, today's episode is about the financial impact of COVID-19. I wanted to wait to do this episode when everything ended and when hopefully things were back to normal, but things in the U.S. are only getting worse, so I thought I might as well talk about where we are now and then do a second part if you all are interested later on, as well as maybe an overview of the impact of the vaccine that could be a separate episode on how that impacted the economy. So today, um, I just want to reemphasize that we've already talked about how the market is a reflection of how people are feeling, but it is also directly impacted by tangible events happening. So while part of the market is based on speculation and how people think a product or a specific company is going to do, it is also a direct um, reflection of what is happening tangibly in the market and physical exchanges or like events that happen and the pandemic is an example of one such event. So let's get right into it. I wanted to start with the impact on the stock market because that is something that we've been focusing on a lot in terms of personal finance in the last few weeks. So the FTSC, Dow Jones Industrial Average, and Nikkei all saw huge falls in as the number of COVID-19 cases grew. And these are all different benchmarks for the market that show overall how the market is doing. Um, like indices, as we've talked in the past, like the S&P 500, these are all tr- like things that you can track that follow market progress. And all of these saw falls, which means that um, many sectors were impacted when the pandemic first started. In fact, the Dow and the FTSE saw their biggest quarterly drops in the first three months of the year since 1987, according to the BBC. These things are important because the value of these stocks also impact individual savings accounts or plans. Citing a recent study by Edward Jones, Pennington observed that 68 million Americans say their retirement savings have been negatively impacted by the pandemic, noting that 24 million say that they have provided financial support to their adult children as a result of the pandemic. So, for example, you might remember from our episode on Roth IRAs that the money that you put into these retirement or savings accounts can actually be invested, which is how you access a lot of the growth. So when the market saw um, basically decreased performance almost across the board, a lot of people's retirement and savings accounts were were affected. And obviously, as the market does better, these people's accounts should recover. But in a time when a lot of people were having to withdraw from these accounts that they had set aside as savings accounts, just due to the fact that they perhaps lost jobs or needed to support family members, it really negatively impacted a lot of people. And that's really important because this affects the market long term. And it's going to be reflected even as we go back into recovery, because if people have less in savings, they're suddenly saving more money that they would normally be spending, which means decreased consumption. So hopefully the market should return uh, return back to performing well in the long run, but it might take a while. The next thing that I wanted to focus on is unemployment. In the United States, the proportion of people out of work has hit 10.4% according to the IMF or the International Monetary Fund, signaling an end to a decade of expansion for one of the world's largest economies, according to the BBC. 
There is some recovery on this end, but data from this BBC article was from June 2020, and with new variants of COVID-19 and spikes in cases all over the world, I no longer felt like this was accurate data to present, which is why I do want to do a second part to this, because um, any sort of gains that happened, I have a feeling were affected, even if they did not completely go away by the new variants that were found and the large spikes that are still continuing to happen across the country, especially after the holiday season. Overall, COVID had a huge impact on families and is still having a huge impact on families. Latino and Black households were disproportionately affected as they usually are. Minority groups are usually affected no matter what happens. And that has to do with a lot of things, but uh, that's just a very good thing to know that whenever there is a major crisis, whether it be economic or something physical like a hurricane, minority groups are often impacted the hardest. And that usually has to do with socioeconomic status and also how aid after these things is distributed. Um, A similar picture emerges in Los Angeles where a surge in coronavirus cases was also peaking in July. There, more than half of black households reported serious financial problems, 52%, compared with 37% of white households. And in LA, 71% of Latinos, almost twice the percentage of whites, report serious financial problems. Savings are being depleted. Um, And as we talked about before, that's for a lot of reasons. But when you have to support your family or when you lose your own job and you have to take care of yourself, there's only one place that you can pull from. Unemployment and low-income working jobs that cannot go remote or businesses that are the same way suffered. Um, Half of New York City households say they suffered job or wage loss, and among these households, 73% say that they are having serious financial problems. Nearly half, 47% of those with employment changes, say they've used up all or most of their savings, with 8% more saying they didn't have any savings at the start of the outbreak. One in three Americans, according to a 2018 study, have just $5,000 set aside for retirement, and one in five have nothing at all. And when you look at this and the way that the pandemic has impacted people all over the world, but especially in the United States where the wealth gap is so large and continues to increase by day, you can really see the impact this has. And just to break it down a little bit more and give you a logical example, a lot of the jobs that often low-income people work in, such as retail or the food industry or um, childcare or house services, are heavily impacted because there are jobs that require a lot of interaction with other people. And with COVID, um, everywhere from gyms to restaurants have almost laid off their entire staffs and become family-run operations if they are open and if they survived at all. And that's had a really big impact on low-income communities who are often minority communities in the United States. Meanwhile, wealthier communities who, of course, have minority members but um, are like often um, where most of the Caucasian population lies have not been as impacted because many of them work in Um, tech jobs or professional white collar jobs which easily went remote and even if they did not go remote had the ability to recover quickly enough to where they didn't have to do mass layoffs. This has also resulted in childcare and healthcare issues because people who work in 
retail sectors, et cetera, that are now forced to go back to work when things reopen, whether it's safe or not, because they need to support their families, have nowhere to keep their children who oftentimes are still out of school because it, in many states, um, schools have not reopened. And that makes it hard for these children to continue education, but it also makes it hard for these parents to be able to go to work without knowing where they're going to leave their children. Um, COVID, as I've been talking about this entire time, hits minorities the hardest. Um, and in general, minorities also face the most issues when it comes to healthcare due to the fact that a lot of people don't realize, but um, specific minority groups do have specific uh, predispositions to different sorts of uh, like d- diseases and um, just just different aspects that affect minority groups differently. And in general, there is an issue with healthcare and catering to minority groups in this country, but especially with hospitals being overburdened, there is a level of not intentional neglect, but neglect that is having to go into care for patients because there simply isn't enough space. And I just wanted to end this episode with a basic summary of the impacts of the population in general. Specific industries obviously took a huge hit and we're seeing the still seeing those impacts now when it comes to the entertainment industry, recreation industries, travel especially, and the international economy, especially in countries whose primary industry is tourism, were also greatly affected um, because people simply are wary of traveling now. And um, actually in that study uh, that I did at um, the beginning of, or at the end of my senior year that I mentioned in one of the first episodes about the impact of the pandemic on Um, people's willingness to work out and people's perceptions of themselves and why fitness is so important to me. In that study, it talked about how um, a lot of people, the, the impacts of the pandemic are going to outlast the pandemic itself. For example, people's wariness to be around other people in large groups, et cetera. And I think that maybe now some of these effects are starting to wear off as we're seeing people going out more and maybe show a little bit of a lack of caution just because uh, the quarantine period that was referenced in the study that I researched was nine weeks and we have far exceeded that in many parts of the world and so people are getting tired of it but I think it is important to note that uh, there's still a lot of wariness around certain activities which is why a lot of industries have not recovered yet. If you all want to comment on the post or private message me or just let me know in any way. I would love to make a part two of this in a few months based on where we are after widespread vaccine distribution and then a summary at the very end once things seem to be back to normal. But otherwise, thank you for listening. I know that this wasn't the most positive episode, but it's important to note that the pandemic did have a very tangible impact on the market and the people who it affected are the people who are often always affected the most and that is minority groups and it's very important to think about the things that we can do for others in this time period so i would encourage you all if you have the ability to to donate to some of your favorite charities to try and stay involved because especially during the holiday season and the upcoming months people are still trying to recover and these are times when oftentimes there's a lot of donating happening and volunteer work happening and 
because of COVID that hasn't occurred. And so these organizations also need your help to support people. So if you can financially donate or donate your time or resources in any way, I'm sure they would greatly appreciate that. But overall, thanks for listening. And we will be back next week with another episode on fitness.